So, Mr. Navarro, one of the men began, have you given any thought to my offer to provide protection for your lovely store? Tony just stared at the man but said nothing. Did you happen to notice the surf shop a few doors down, the thug said. Now there's a guy who could have used our services. Poor bastard turned us down and now look what he got. He turned to his partner and said sarcastically, You think he'll be more receptive today? The partner smiled a maniacal smile. Look, Tony said, I'm just barely making a living as it is. I can't afford what you're asking. You can't afford not to pay it, the man said. Can you afford four sheets of plywood? Tony let out an exasperated breath. How much do you charge for your services? The man laid a hand on Tony's shoulder. Now you're being smart, he said. I can give you our bargain rate of, let's say, a C-note a week. A hundred dollars a week, Tony said. That's insane. The man grabbed Tony's collar and yanked it toward him. What's that, you say? From behind them, the second man could hear a cylinder rotating and a hammer being cocked. Apparently, the first man heard it, too, because he turned toward the source of the sound. Matt had the second man by the collar and had the barrel of his thirty-eight stuck in the man's ear. The second man didn't move a muscle. The first man glowered at Matt. Let him go, Matt told the first man, gesturing toward Tony. The thug didn't move. I said, let him go, right now. Matt repeated, removing the gun from the second man's ear and pointing it at the first man. The first man let go of Tony's collar without looking at him. Tony stumbled backwards and hit the display rack behind the counter. Both of you on the floor and spread your arms out, Matt said. Neither man moved, so Matt tapped the second man on the back of his head with the barrel of his gun. The second man hit the floor and lay spread eagle. Matt pointed his gun at the first man. Come on, Leonard, you too. Leonard gave Matt a curious look. How could this stranger know his name? Leonard paused for a second before complying. Matt bent over and frisked both men, taking a revolver from the second man and an automatic from Leonard. He handed both guns to Tony. Put those someplace safe. Matt took wallets from each of the men, removed the licenses, and tossed the wallets back on the floor. Matt stood back to read the names from the driver's license. Leonard Romero, Matt said, reading the first license. Says here you're 23, Leonard. You want my advice? If you want to see 24, you'll stay out of this store and leave Tony alone from now on. Matt looked at the license again. It also tells me where you live and you will never know when I might pay you a visit. Could be tonight. Could be next month. But uh, let me tell you, Leonard, when I do it, it won't be for coffee, cookies, and gossip. Matt stepped on Leonard's back and pressed. Am I getting through to you, Leonard? He tossed Leonard's driver's license back at the prone man and looked at the second man's license. Gilbert Cobb, 22. And what do you know, same address. Matt tapped Leonard in his ribs with a shoe. Is this your boyfriend, Leonard? He sure as hell ain't your brother. Did he get you some nice flowers for Valentine's Day? Leonard tried to get up, but Matt stepped on his back again, pushing him to the floor with a thud as the air forced out of Leonard's lungs. Look, Len... Matt said casually. You and Gil there seem to be in the wrong business. The protection racket is out of your league. I'd say you've bitten off more than you could possibly chew. So why don't you two just go find some other line of work that suits your personalities better, because this one sure doesn't.